Good morning, listeners, and welcome to Mercury, a broadcast of hope. Today is day number 253 since we came back on the air. I'm Max O'Brien, and I'm joined in the studio today by a complete stranger, someone who insists we've met before, but I have no recollection of this person whatsoever. So today, we'll be exploring the myriad mysteries of memory and how the brain can play tricks on you. I missed you too, Max. Yes, listeners, it's Dr. Rosalind Clark, back from her extended vacation in the wilds of the zombie-infested world in which we live. Feeling rested, Dr. Clark? Glad you're having fun, Max. No, I'm not feeling particularly well-rested. This wasn't exactly a vacation I went on. We didn't sleep in, we were traveling under dangerous conditions, doing observations when we weren't on the move, and trying to stay alive while we were at it. It was a working trip, and we did get a lot of good zombie observations done. I will have to say, though, that the news wasn't particularly good out there. More zombies than you thought? A lot more. I didn't realize just how sparsely populated the area we're in was until I got further inland. The ocean breezes must be pushing enough humidity into the immediate area to drive a lot of them away. Or at least that's my hypothesis for the moment. I'm not sure we'll ever know for certain, to be honest. Anything else to report? I have a lot to report, but don't expect it all right away. As I analyze the observations and compile our findings, I may report back in in the coming weeks. There is a lot to do around here after having been gone, too, so I may not get to it right away. I can say, though, that the formation of communities is not as well-developed inland as it is here. Our closest one, Deerfield, is sort of a hub of a network of them in our area, from which quite a number have developed. But that's not the case in the areas we explored. I suspect that's because the greater number of zombies makes it harder for people to get enough of a foothold to build the kind of infrastructure necessary to protect and provide for groups of people like that. It's pretty bleak out there, Max. We're very lucky to be where we are. Well, we've often suspected that. So why haven't more people come into our area seeking refuge? I really don't know yet. Those are the kind of speculations I hope to tease out of our findings. This trip, like so many research projects, has left me with far more questions than answers. So what's next? I was considering another trip like this next month, but after what I saw on this one, I'm not sure that's going to be productive. Plus, it's really dangerous out there. Like I said, we're really lucky to have the conditions we have here, and we can run down to local shops and neighborhoods to try and pick up what supplies are left and probably see only one or two zombies all day. Once you get about 50 miles outside the campus, they're all over the place. Did you have any incidents? Well, actually, yes, but I wouldn't tell Agnes. She's outside in the garden at the moment, so I know she's not listening. And I can tell you and listeners as a cautionary tale, but... She seemed so anxious about my leaving for so long that I wouldn't want to add the stress to her. So what happened? There was this one time where me and Mark were up on a ledge observing a fairly large group of zombies. The ledge was a steep slope, not a straight down drop. And I was leaning a little too far out trying to get a better view. I shifted my footing a little and found that the ground was a little more loose where I was standing than I'd expected. I was about to tumble down the side, but Mark grabbed me just in time. Wow. Close call. Yeah, it was pretty scary. I went from being totally fine to almost dying in a heartbeat. If Mark hadn't grabbed me, I would have slid about 75 feet down, gotten a lot of scratches and abrasions from the rocks and shrubs on the way, probably broken something, and then the zombies would have gotten me easily. Any other times? A couple. 
Since we were traveling further out than usual, we tried traveling in scavenged cars that still had gas a couple of times. This far into this thing, we did have trouble finding anything we could use, but we were eventually successful. As I'm sure most people do when using cars, we, we would drive until we were completely out of gas. Once, we were on fumes in a densely infected area, and we got extremely close to getting trapped in the car, completely surrounded by zombies. Another time, Mark and I were both asleep in a vehicle we had been traveling in, and we woke up to a horde passing us. We'd lay low until they passed and could safely get out of there. We had a close call right before we headed back, too, which is why I'm back a little earlier than I told you. Oh, yeah? But I'm going to save that story for another day. I have a lot to share with our listeners in the coming weeks, and I'll tell you more in Agnes off the air. It's good to have you back, Dr. Clark. Agnes really missed you. Yeah, she told me. I think it's funny that she had the same reaction as I did when she went on her little trip a couple of months ago. (laughs) Yeah. Guess it's my turn to take a little trip now. I mean, I guess you could. If you could go somewhere, where would you go? Oh, I don't know. Hawaii? Being on an island sounds like a pretty safe place from zombies. That could go both ways, though. One zombie makes its way out there and suddenly you're trapped. Oh, yeah, hadn't thought of that. Well, let me give it some thought and maybe we'll come back to it on another day. In the meantime, welcome back, Dr. Clark. Want to send us off? Sure. For Mercury, a broadcast of hope, this has been Dr. Rosalind Clark and Max O'Brien. Take care of each other.